0: Good morning. My name is Jesse Flores, and you're listening to the Local Procast. And today, I want to talk about one of the most powerful types of funnels and flows for anybody who is in the service industry. Now, it can work for people that are not in the service industries. Um, and when I say service industry, I mean things like uh, knowledge economy. Um, people like accountants or bookkeepers or um, you know attorneys, any, any uh, you know even physicians. So anyone that has knowledge or information to share. Uh, would benefit from the webinar funnel and webinar flow, and today that's what we're going to explore: is how the webinar funnel and webinar flow works, and uh, some of the components that you need to have in order to put on a successful, to build the successful, the flow successfully, and how you can extend it to uh, really make it work for your business. When we get back, we will talk about the webinar funnel and webinar flow and how it can work for your business. Local businesses are the heart of their communities. Often they're the first people ask for sponsorships and are the first ones willing to give on top of frantically trying to grow their businesses. The problem is that they're facing increasing pressure from bigger, better-funded, more tech-savvy companies. So how does a less-than-tech-savvy business push back in order to attract, retain, and engage more of their dream customers while growing profits? That's the question that this podcast will give you the answer to. My name is Jesse Flores, and welcome to The Local Procast. So today I want to talk about a webinar or a seminar flow. The difference between a webinar and a seminar being that a webinar is going to happen online, whereas a seminar typically will happen in person, uh, potentially at your office or place of business. Now, these webinars can be very, very, very powerful. Uh, They do require quite a bit of preparation to actually deliver the webinar. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, But they're so powerful that Russell Brunson, the founder of ClickFunnels has credited the growth of ClickFunnels from an unknown company to a hundred million dollar company having happened on the back of predominantly their webinar flows and webinar funnels. Either way, we certainly are living in a time when people are sharing lots of knowledge and information. And for most any business, you've got some level of expertise, which is in fact the bedrock of the value That you're providing and that people are ultimately paying for so that you can solve some problem that they want you to solve and webinars are a great way for you to be able to collate or aggregate people in order to share some of the knowledge that you may have and that you want to then move people towards a webinar flow is very similar in structure to the other flows that we've explored before for instance the squeeze page or the video sales letter slash reverse squeeze page flow. And so a lot of the components will look and feel very similar. There are some different ways that we can extend them, however, and I'll go through that momentarily. So when we start with the webinar, we start with the as with many of the other flows, we start with our landing page. And a webinar landing page is going to be slightly different than a traditional squeeze page. If you remember the squeeze page was really just about a headline and curiosity and then you were going to get some info and then you got some email information, let's say, in order to then deliver some form of of small lead magnet or even maybe an article that was particularly, that that's particularly valuable and that the curiosity was enough to propel someone in. For webinar, you are looking to do a couple of different things. One, you want to be able to share some excitement around what this person is going to be receiving, but because what they're going to be trading in addition to their email address is their time, you want to make sure that it's really clear what they're going to be getting in exchange for this time, because time is a very, very valuable resource, perhaps the most valuable resource. It is, after all, the one resource that we can never get back. We can always make more money. We cannot make more time. So when we start with our webinar example, we're really going to make sure that as with other flows and funnels, we are prioritizing a really interesting curiosity arousing headline that promises to deliver. Instead of then kind of doing a quick pitch here, though, we might have a subheader that takes it a little bit further in order to really kind of tweak that um, curiosity just a little bit more. But above the fold, you are really just trying to grab attention and get someone to uh, maybe scroll a little bit to be able to see what they're going to be getting for this hour of their time that they're going to Exchange in addition to their email address. Of course, on a webinar page or a seminar page, you want to make sure that you have the date and time of the presentation, so someone knows when it is, so they know when to show up. And you also want to, you also generally want to add your name or the presenter's name as well as maybe the title and any bona fides that they have, in order to demonstrate that you are in fact an expert in the industry that you are pitching the webinar. The meat of the webinar. And the webinar landing page is ultimately going to be what the person will get in exchange for their time. Uh, Typically there will be no more than three points in the course of the webinar and these webinars can run anywhere from let's call it 45 minutes to an hour and a half. Probably more than that is a little bit overkill and certainly you should expect that the longer the webinar is uh, perhaps the the less or or the fewer conversions you get unless the topic is really really, uh, compelling to the to the audience that you are sharing this with. So, what are these? T- so, what is the, the meat of your webinar going to be? And at some point, we'll do a, a whole podcast on on this. And certainly, I, I suggest you check out um, PerfectWebinarSecrets.com. This is Russell Brunson's ClickFunnels training on how to deliver webinars. And to my knowledge, there isn't a better resource, uh, at least one that I have that I've found that I think um, you know goes into how to build a webinar. Better than that. But at a high level, with the webinar, you really want to focus on no more than three main points that somebody's going to walk away with. Now, there is also, with the webinar, a, a tendency to keep it really focused on the education component. Remember, this is part of a funnel and a lead flow designed to move somebody to being a customer or a qualified lead. And so in your presentation, you want to make sure that you're not just educating and that these three points don't just, aren't just three interesting or compelling points, but rather you're moving somebody from a place where they don't know much to a place where they know something that they can go and implement themselves, but also recognize that perhaps it would be better for them to just hire you in order to be able to really accomplish the goal that they, that they want to accomplish generally speaking um, more than three strategies is going to be overwhelming people will not remember that much information and also it means you've got to spend more time putting uh, content together and any communication expert if you read any of the work of st nancy duarte or any of those others will tell you that more than three bullets is probably too many and again there's a whole lot that can be said about presentations the framework that russell talks about in his perfect webinar secrets training that i think is, is particularly compelling is to map each of these three strategies to the three main objections people might have to purchasing your product or service and those typical objectives are are typically going to be one of three things the first is what he calls the vehicle which is that uh will this particular product or service accomplish the goal Do i believe that the product or service can accomplish whatever the goal is that i'm trying to accomplish the second is what are called internal objections, which is that I believe that the product or service can in fact accomplish a particular goal or objective, but I'm not sure it'll work for me for any number of circumstances. Maybe I don't have the, uh, the skill set required to implement the particular thing, or maybe I don't have the right kind of um, home or foundation or, or whatever that kind of thing. So what are the things about me that I might look at and say, there's reasons that I can't accomplish this using this strategy, and that's the second set of objections. Third set of objections are what are called external barriers or external objections. And these are excuses people make that are outside of themselves. So I believe the vehicle can work or that this service can accomplish a goal. I believe that I have the internal resources, but maybe I don't have the right external resources. Maybe I feel like I don't have enough time, or maybe I don't, uh, maybe I, I, I need to coordinate with too many other people, or maybe I need to ask a partner. So there's any number of reasons that somebody might point to outside of themselves that might prevent them from being able to uh, feel comfortable, essentially agreeing to your product or service. And these three strategies should both be educational, but also uh, attenuated with or or tending to, to address these objections so that at the end of the webinar, people understand that the vehicle works for them. They understand what the internal objections are and and have thought through them or at least have a a mechanism for thinking through them and overcoming them. And they've thought through the external objections and are at least clear to what they are and can overcome them. And again, there is a whole lot more to be said about how to construct a webinar. But when we're putting together the the landing page for a webinar, these are some of the main issues or some of the main things we want to make sure that we are putting on there and communicating slash conveying. So compelling headline and subheader, the date and time, Presenter bona fides, uh, or is it bona feeds? I think it's bona fides. And then the three strategies that somebody will learn from the particular webinar. Now, lots of ways to extend this template. Um, one obvious way to extend it is to have testimonials or logo banners reinforcing social proof. In fact, social proof as a principle is almost always a good thing to have on a site if you can. Uh, urgency with a registration timer or countdown or scarcity Um, and and there's a distinction between urgency and scarcity. Urgency is time bound. Scarcity is quantity or inventory bound. So you might say, okay, we want to add some urgency. This webinar uh, registration closes in three days and you might add some scarcity saying that we've only got 10 or 20 seats. And again, if it's a seminar, you're going to have probably fewer seats, right? So you might only have 10 or 12 seats, especially if in these COVID times, you're social distancing and depending on the size of your office, you might might have a a scarce number of seats available in real life, okay? Now, um, you also might wanna add a paragraph with the presenter's bio. Uh, Maybe you wanna limit or restrict replays so that somebody who registers Can only get access to the replay after you know for 24 hours and then after that it's gone in order to prevent some uh the problem of shrinkage and this by the way is an issue with webinars in general um, you should expect that the number of people who sign up and the number of people who show up is going to be slightly less than half and so uh, again it can vary tremendously based on the quality of your offer the quality of your follow-up sequence so there's a lot of things but as a rule of thumb you should expect some shrinkage between the people who choose to register and then people who ultimately show up. And another way to, to boost this template would be to request phone numbers for text reminders because one of the biggest problems that you're going to run into is the one I just said, which is, that, is which is getting people to show up. So for a webinar sequence, similar to any of the other sequences we've discussed, you want to obviously put the lead data into your email list, you want to send a responder confirming webinar registration, but for a webinar you absolutely need a nurture sequence Um, if you if you recall in previous conversations about these things i've I've said you know the, the nurture sequence could be optional it's a best practice but it is optional for a webinar i would be hard pressed to call it optional and your nurture sequence should be not only the webinar registration but also the reminders that the webinar is coming up and you might set those reminders up uh 24 hours in advance an hour in advance five minutes before. And these are all just to nurture people to remind them, hey, you signed up for this thing, you made this commitment and now please show up. To that end, one of the, uh, there is a psychological bias that we all have towards honoring commitments. And so um, a couple of things that you can do to help reinforce that bias. One is through the nurture sequence itself. So reminding people, hey, you showed up, or just having it so, uh, that itself is is, is that in and of itself is enough to remind people that they made a commitment but even the language in that email hey you signed up for this thing um you know really really looking forward to being able to share this kind of thing with you i know you're the kind of person who um, honors commitments and wants to make your business better so subtle copywriting inside of those emails can really start to uh, reinforce that bias somebody generally has to to be in integrity with themselves and not to break that commitment, but you should still expect some shrinkage there. And things come up, things will happen. And then people just oftentimes they forget, or they just don't want to show up. They, something comes up. You guys are in business yourselves. You know how things go. You don't always honor the commitments you make when it comes to scheduling things like a virtual webinar. So adding some of those things like urgency, scarcity, and some pressure reduces the probability of that happening, but it does not eliminate it altogether thank you page we've talked about before in other uh, podcasts so the thank you page itself um, a quick short uh, thank you that that lets people know hey check your email for the um, registrar uh, uh webinar registration information um you're you know you're in the you're in um and then maybe extend ascend somebody to the next uh step in the value or product ladder now what components as i mentioned before so there are a couple of components so just to summarize you want to make sure you've got a curiosity-arousing headline certainly compelling subheaders uh, you're a really compelling webinar content with around three strategies no more than three strategies really that someone can learn but also leads to a purchase decision because at the end of the webinar you want to have a compelling offer and call to action that you can sell at the end of the webinar and into the uh, and into the post webinar. Remember, you are giving away this information not just because you're you're a good person and these things work, they do, but also because you're expecting and hoping that in the process of doing this, you will ultimately get a new customer or at least a new really really highly qualified lead. Offer appropriate images. Strategy appropriate images for the you know strategies one, two, and three. If you're doing this online, you will need webinar software like Zoom or GoToWebinar or um, webinar jam, there, there are some, there are lots of other ones. You could even use Google meet if you wanted to, um, but you do need some mechanism that allows you to deliver the webinar and different webinar softwares have different, um, uh, benefits, right? So, and again, that it's outside the scope of our conversation, but something to look into if you decide to use a webinar, um, we, uh, have webinar jam, I think, um, because it was relatively affordable and, um, we like the features just fine Um, though we don't use it as much as we should we could use zoom just as easily i think Uh, email service provider um, email to as well as emails to deliver your webinar registration change that and your webinar nurture campaign so those are the main components that you'll need in order to make your webinar successful so hopefully you found this interesting uh, and and helpful for your business now these uh, webinars are going to be especially useful for anybody who's in a service industry, someone who's got knowledge to share, um, but it could also be adapted to other kinds of industries. And in fact, um, there is a woman, I believe her name is Jamie Cross that uh, adapted it to selling soap. So, you, you know, you can use webinars in, in different ways, but they will work better in some industries than others, as will most of these other kinds of funnels. And so um, webinars for things like opportunities for services for any kind of knowledge exchange can be a really really powerful way to start to build up your lead list and build up your your customer base um, for more product or transactional types of businesses it may not be the right strategy for you so anyways hope you found this helpful if you did please take a second to like and subscribe or if you know somebody else who would find this useful please take a minute and do them a favor and us a favor and share it with them and we will talk to you later thank you